Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 141. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. We have just closed the car on the academy. 
So if you didn't get in, then I am so sorry you missed it because I can't wait until we do our event in November. It's going to be amazing. Anyway, the waitlist is up. So if you want to get on the waitlist, then when I open the Academy again next year, I can let you know. Okay, this week is a solo episode and I was doing a bit of brainstorming. I was following my own rules in terms of how do you come up with content ideas And I was doing some brainstorming about possible content ideas. And one of the things I think I haven't really talked about, but I think would be really helpful is the systems that I use in my business and why I use them and how they save me time and why you might want to consider using those systems or something similar. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But the other thing I want to just say to you is let me know what systems you use and what you particularly like, because There are millions of them out there, literally millions. And it's always good to hear what other people find really useful and what they use for certain things. So definitely give me a shout and let me know what you think. Also, while you're here, if you haven't yet given me a lovely five-star review over on Apple iTunes, it's not iTunes anymore, is it? It's Apple Podcasts. Really need to get with the program, Teresa. Um, If you could go and give me a lovely five-star review and a nice comment over on Apple Podcast, that would just be amazing. Thank you very much. Okay, let's talk about systems. Now, I guess I've got different systems for different things, obviously, and some of them are helping me with marketing. Some of them are helping me with my team. Some of them are helping me with other stuff. So I'm just going to literally go through them in no particular order. But I'm going to start off with the biggest system I use, which is Kajabi. Now, I've not really talked about Kajabi a whole lot. Now, oh, the other thing I should say before I really get going on this is I have put links to everything in my show notes and they are affiliate links, some of them, not all of them. So if you don't mind clicking on affiliate link, then great, please go ahead and have a look at it over there. Now, Kajabi is the system I use for pretty much the bulk of my business. So when I say the bulk of my business, I mean my membership is hosted on Kajabi, my landing pages are Kajabi, my email system is Kajabi, my checkout process, my thank you pages, my funnels, everything is in Kajabi. Now, before I used Kajabi, I used Infusionsoft and Wishlist Member. And although they were great and did the job really well, I ended up, let me tell you how I got to actually get Kajabi because it was quite funny. So I was told about this event. I wasn't a Kajabi customer and someone I knew was a Kajabi customer. And she said, have you seen this event they're putting on? And I was like, no, because it was only available to customers. And I looked at the lineup for the event and basically the lineup included people that used Kajabi and they were literally like the rock stars in my industry. So all the people, lots of them I've had on the podcast, you've got the likes of James Wedmore, Jasmine Starr, Amy Porterfield. We had the likes of Rachel Hollis. She's not been on the podcast. She's hopefully going to come one day. Rachel Hollis. And then we had Brenda Bruchard. We had, why is my mind gone completely blank? Anyway, it was just phenomenal. It was so, so good. And I went along, so basically 
to get a ticket for this conference, which wasn't the cheapest, and it was in Irvine, so there was a flight and everything involved in it, but it was such a great lineup. I just thought, I've got to go. So I actually asked them, if I sign up for Kajabi on the free trial and then cancel, can I buy my ticket? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. And that's what I did. So I went there, must have been the only person in the whole of the event that was a non-Kajabi customer. And they didn't pitch, they didn't sell, they didn't do anything like that because basically they didn't have to. They had a room full of people who loved Kajabi. So I ended up signing up after that event just because I loved their ethos. I loved how they were. I loved how passionate everybody was about it. And everyone was so positive about how amazing it was. The other thing I really liked about Kajabi and why I moved to them was it's a platform that does everything. And if you have several platforms that talk to each other or you use something like Zapier to talk to each other, then if you haven't heard of Zapier or Zapier, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's just basically a a system that gets two systems to talk to each other if they don't like to talk to each other normally. So you could basically say when something happens over here, you ping something to this system and make it do this. So it's really clever Zapier, but you've got, or Zapier, but basically you've got three systems involved for like one action. And also Wishlist Member was something that I couldn't do. I'd got a tech guy doing this for me. And you know, when you just want control of it yourself just for a bit, so you can tinker, you can mess with it, you can do things. So I decided to move everything over to Kajabi. I also decided to stop using lead pages. Now I'm a massive fan of lead pages. It's such a great system. It's what I used to build my landing pages in. So if you don't need an all singing, all dancing like Kajabi, then lead pages is brilliant. So I decided to move everything over to Kajabi and put all my eggs, I suppose, in that one basket. But I've been really pleased, really, really pleased. Now, like every system, it takes a while to get used to. I have to say, because we had a lot of landing pages and funnels and things already set up, the changeover took weeks. It took ages. And my amazing husband, Paul, who does some work in the business, he did it all. And yeah, it was, it was a, painful exercise, but totally worth it when it was done. But basically, like I said, the reason I like Kajabi is it does everything. So it manages my membership. It is my membership. It does all my emails. It does all the funnels. It does all the landing pages. It does the thank you pages. And because it's the same system, you haven't got a panic about that thing talking to something else or that thing not triggering that thing. Or And that's what I love about it. I love the fact that it was all in one place. The cost-wise, now I'm not going to actually quote costs on here because obviously people listen to my podcast years after they've been produced and I don't want to put a a cost on and then you go and have a look and it's something completely different. But obviously go click on the links in the show notes and and you'll be able to have a look. But um, yeah, the cost-wise, it did tend to look a little bit higher than what I had been paying for. But the truth was it's because it was all in one. So actually by the time, and and to be honest, I was paying for Infusionsoft, which is very expensive. So by the time I canceled Infusionsoft and I canceled lead pages and I canceled the other systems, a wishlist member stuff and all the various other things I was using, actually Kajabi comes in cheaper. So although it might feel like a lot of money in the first instance, it's actually pretty economical when you look at all the things you can do in that one system. And like I said, for me, the reason I liked it was one, it was built with non-techie people in mind. And two, 
it talks to itself because obviously it's the same system. So you haven't got that whole trying to connect everything up and make everything work. So like I said, that's the main system I use in my business. Pretty much everything to do with the actual membership and the 90 day program goes through Kajabi. Okay. The next thing I use, which obviously makes my life a whole lot easier is a scheduler for social media. I post a lot on social media, if you haven't noticed. And the only way I can do this is by scheduling stuff through a scheduler. Now, again, as you can imagine, I have used a lot of schedulers in my time. And I have to say, if you are just starting out, one of my absolute favorites is Buffer. Super simple. It does limited things compared to the other system I'm going to talk about. However, if you are just starting out and you want to keep the cost low, then Buffer can be a really, really good system and very nice to use. It schedules everything. You basically can put all your content in and then it'll just send it at the allotted time or whatever time you choose it to go. So if you're starting out, Buffer's a great one, but I actually now use a system called Agora Pulse. And there are lots of reasons I really like using Agora Pulse. One of the main reasons is that I can put things into categories. Now, I was thinking I might do a whole episode on this and how I make it work in my my world, because when I show pictures of my Agora Pulse scheduler, people are kind of like, what the hell? Because there's a lot of content in there. But I do this through categories, and that's what I like about Agora Pulse, the fact that I can go okay, in the category that talks about the podcast, what have I got ready in there? In the category that talks about the in case you missed it, what posts have I got ready in there? Also the ability to reshare content more than once. So it's almost like you decide what post you want to go out on what day, i.e. what category. So do I want a podcast post to go out on a Monday? Do I want a tools post to go on a Tuesday? And then what it'll do is it'll send that that post that you've put up. And when you they run out of posts, they basically start again. So you've got to be really careful with this. Just one, I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole here. But anyway, you have got to be really careful with this. If you are going to be doing this sort of thing, where you are going to be scheduling things to go out more than once, you have got to have a lot of content. And I have a lot of content. So hopefully and I'm sure some of you have seen a repeat in the past, but you shouldn't really be sat there thinking I'm seeing the same posts over and over and over. Now, the other thing with my stuff and, and your stuff is obviously it needs to look and feel the same. So the posts might seem familiar, but it might be just because they look a certain way. So that's the one thing I like about it. Like I said, categories and that it'll share things more than once. It has a great listening side of it so that you don't necessarily have to go into the individual platforms if you don't want to. However, I like to. I'm a bit old school like that. I know it's really smart and Agora posters these cool things, but I actually quite like to go into the platforms and check them themselves. So I don't necessarily use it for that, but I do do really recommend it. Also, as a special listener of the Marketing That Converts podcast, you can actually get two months free. So you will need to go to the show notes and you'll need to get my link. I will let you know what it is here. It's Agora Pulse, which is A-G-O-R-A-P-U-L-S-E dot com forward slash Teresa. So if you head over to that page, you'll be able to get a special code and then that will get you two free months of Agora Pulse. 
If you are in the show notes, there will be the link in there as well. Okay, cool. But definitely use a scheduler. Otherwise, I would not be able to get stuff done. If you've got any questions about schedulers or you want to ask me about different ones, then again, just drop me a DM somewhere. I'll happily help. Okay, next thing I use. Now, this is obviously a bit of a niche one, but I obviously use a system in order to host my podcast. I am a big fan of Captivate, which is what I use. I used to be on Libsyn, but Captivate is much nicer to look at, much more intuitive, more friendly. And I also had the amazing Mark Asquith on the podcast, who is the owner of Captivate, who is also a friend. So that was lovely. So I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to that. But if you are thinking about doing a podcast, if you do have a podcast, I do highly recommend Captivate, but I'm not going to go on too much about it just because obviously it's quite specialist. If you haven't got one, you have no need for it. Okay. The next one I use, which I'm smiling at because it's like, one of the most basic things, but how can I come on here and talk about systems and not mention the amazing Canva? Now, I'm assuming you all use Canva and I can see you nodding now. Yeah. So I know you use Canva and I just want to say one thing about it. If you haven't used it, by the way, then do click on the link in the show notes or give it a search. It's basically an online tool for designing things and creating great looking graphics. And it's so simple and so lovely that I have a designer that works with me. And I've said to the designer for a long time, I was like, Canva's amazing. Canva's brilliant. And he would just take the mick out of me all the time and be like, yeah, whatever. You know, you're like, you want to be designer. And um, and then eventually he did turn around after he saw me use it quite a while going, well, it's doesn't seem too bad, actually. And it really pained him to say, but he was quite impressed with it. Now, obviously, if you are a designer, you're going to use design stuff. You're going to use InDesign or Photoshop or Illustrator. And I can just about get my way through InDesign. The others, I don't have a hope and hell's chance, to be honest. So Canva for me is great. The other thing I want to mention about it is I have Matt, my designer, design me things and then I get him to give me the elements and I build them in Canva. And the reason I do that is I might need Matt's expertise to come up with an initial idea because obviously he's the creative one. So for instance, my marketing that converts logo, I'd never have done that. The podcast stuff, I wouldn't have done that. So I went to Matt and I was like, okay, I need this type of thing. He then gives it me I asked for all the elements. I put them in as transparent PNGs. It's just a file name, but basically it means it's see-through other than the thing that you've got. And that means I can then rebuild it myself. And then we can do our own stuff because it's no good having to go back to Matt and pay designer rates every time I want a social media post doing. So I would urge you, even though Canva is amazing and they've got some great templates on there, I would urge you if you can stretch to the budget, even if it's just a few hours with a professional designer, and then you take those elements and you use those elements in Canva. Okay. So next ones. So this is more now about the team and managing a team. So I use Trello and I'm really bad at the to-do list systems. So Katie, who worked with me for years, tried so hard to get me onto an online to-do list and I was just appalling at it, really bad, couldn't do it, 
Don't know why I never kind of got into my head, but it just didn't. I just actually really like my to-do list in my notebook. And as you know, I'm a big fan of the full focus planner and I do like writing, which is odd. Well, it is odd because I don't like writing, you know that, but as in I, ha- I like handwriting in a notebook. So I'm terrible at using them for online to-do lists. And it, the ones I have used in the past are Asana, Teamwork, Trello. But what we use for Trello now is because I work with a team and because Joanne works full time with me, there are lots of things and lots of systems and things that I know that I need to teach her. And we might only do it every other month or we might only do it once a year. But sometimes when you're sat there, you're thinking, well, it'd just be quicker and easier for me to do it myself. And it's like, yeah, this time it would, but going forward, no, it'll be much easier and quicker for someone else to be able to do it because I don't need to be doing those things. So the way we use Trello, and actually I'm going to introduce another system in here, uh, you'll also use Loom. So I use Loom to record videos of things that I do. And then what's great about Loom is there's no uploading, there's no storing issues, there's no downloading issues. Basically, you record your screen, you can either record you and your screen or just your screen, and you can record your voice, obviously, and it can show things like where you've clicked and that sort of thing. And then once you've finished, you just literally send a link and they can go to the web page and view it. So what I tend to do is I would record something in Loom, then I send the link to Joanne, and then I ask her to turn it into a Trello board. So I ask her to put the process into Trello. So we tend to use Trello more for processes than anything else. Now, I need to get better at this. And in fact, I think this is probably going to be one of the things I focus on for 2021 in terms of becoming more organized going forward, because I think I maybe have slipped a little bit. Or I just need to remind myself of some of those strategies. But yes, so Trello is really, really good for that. So we use it for that more than anything. And like I said, we use Loom in order to have those videos. Now, I do pay for Loom and I don't pay for Trello. So Loom I pay for because now we've got quite a few videos in there and I didn't want to lose any because I think you have a set number you can have and then otherwise you have to delete them. So I wanted to keep them all in there. So I do pay for it. And then the last one I use for team stuff is Slack. So Joanne and I tend to talk on Slack mostly. We do email each other. She does have a Teresa Heathwaring email address. But when you're just going, oh, can you do that for me? Oh, can you do this? Like it's much easier to do it on a messenger type thing than not. Okay. So I think those are the main ones. I'm literally looking at my computer as I speak. Oh, let me tell you what I record this in, actually. So this podcast, I record in Adobe Auditions. And the only reason I do it in Adobe Auditions is because I have the Adobe Suite. And obviously I pay for that. I think that's like $60 a month or something. And therefore it was a really good recording system to do that in here. Oh, I've just started using Ecamm Live. That's really cool. I'm using that now for webinars and Facebook Lives in the Academy. That's really good. I'm doing some really cool stuff on there. So maybe we'll do a episode about that later on. And then I use things like Dropbox and Evernote, you know, and Zoom to do things like webinars as well. So, you know, the normal sort of stuff. Okay. That was a bit of a quick one, but I just thought it was good to just give you an idea of some of the main systems I use in my business to keep organized and to get things done. So as I mentioned, all the links are in the show notes, so you can go and have a look at those. 
Some of them are affiliate links. You could normally tell which they are because they normally have your name in it. And some of them aren't. So feel free to use them or not. But that Agora Pulse, don't forget to go check that out, that you can get two months free of Agora Pulse. Definitely worth trying. Definitely worth using for two months and seeing how you get on. Because honestly, for me, it was a lifesaver. So go and check that out. That's in my show notes, but also it's on agorapulse.com forward slash Teresa. And the show notes are on teresaheathwearing.com forward slash one four one. Okay, I am going to leave you to it for this week. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out teresaheathwearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.